four in the books um who wants to start start with the breakdowns Divinity said you said you wanted to go first yeah I'll go first. you like Kent State put up 22 on you crazy well it wasn't on me but yeah on Georgia um, whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was one of those one of those weeks man um I feel like a lot of teams have those during the year, and luckily ours was against Kent State. Um, I feel like if it was against, you know, Tennessee or somebody, probably would have lost. Um, but, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. Kent State has some dogs on that offense. Um, their quarterback, Schley, is uh, a pretty good, pretty good thrower. He knows how to do the RPO really well. Um, he's got, like, three-quarter throw. Um, that was like a shortstop. Um, the running back was a menace. He refused to go down. He was very quick too. Um, I'd love to have him on our team. Um, yeah, because you don't have enough running backs already. Yeah, I was and, about to say, uh, you are really hurting for a running back. <laughs> and they also had a guy that just turned on the Jets on one play. So I mean, they had they had some guys, and they came ready to play and. Um, and lad played bad. Our defense, our defense wasn't. Um, hopefully, this will be a growing moment, growing week for them. Um, I told y'all during the game that they needed this, they needed adversity, and kind of almost an embarrassment. Not completely, but a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Kent State was a team that you know spreads the ball out. Uh, they throw two, two wide. Uh, both sides of the field a lot of times um, and we took a lot about angles and a lot of plays and miscommunication that you know doesn't really end well um, especially when you start out giving the ball three times in the first half um, yeah I was about to say let's let's not pretend that the score isn't because you had three turnovers yeah yeah so I mean that's how it started off rough um, we gave them a couple opportunities to get points. And, you know, our defense stepped up when they needed to a couple of times, um, especially after that muff punt in the first quarter. Um, we They went three and out after that muff punt and kicked field goal. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of, a lot of things that uh, can be taken away from that and worked on. But, um, you know, and – one thing I noticed um, from a defensive standpoint is on uh, Kamari Lassiter um, got picked on. And going back and watching a couple of the games um, from earlier in the year, 
South Carolina and Oregon, you know, even though the score doesn't really show that, but Kamari Lassner is, um, he's got, he still has a lot of growing and learning, learning to do um, out wide uh, the core spot. Um, he's, it's, it's weird to see a bunch of, uh, you can see this, you know, big, big time recruit coming into college and they, you know, in high school, they pretty much didn't run a lot of zone concept. They pretty much just like, hey, you got the guy in front of you. Don't let him catch the ball type deal. Um, and you're kind of, he, he, he does, he still has a tendency to do that. And, um, you know, hopefully that will, that will get better. Um, from an offensive standpoint, uh, I mean, we already know Brock Tavius is He's that boy. Probably the best best skill player in the league right now. Um, I know there's an argument for that, but that's just my opinion all the way That's around. not ridiculous to say. Yeah. No, that's not ridiculous to say. <laughs> and he if you throw in all the, the tools in football, uh, he's up there with he's he's that the top boy guys. Um I mean, yeah, from a receiving standpoint, we I mean, Lad, I, I don't know, Lad must have, you know, gone out and party the night before or something. Um or that morning. My, my man, the, dude, the dude was playing <laughs> drunk. Yeah, my man left his hands in the locker room before the game started. Um we should have went early, up early, like I don't know, it was gonna be 14 to nothing in the first quarter. He dropped wide open touchdown catch. It was a good ball by Stetson. Um, right in the bread basket. How but, mad do you think Stetson was on the sideline after that shit? I mean, he was probably mad, but I would have been furious. Knowing them, they're probably boys. Uh, yeah, but that, even even if we're boys, dude. Bad. That that pass, I mean, he's wide open. Like we would have had to fight. But it wasn't even like, you know, like it wasn't even one of those where, like, the DB got his hand in front of his face where he couldn't no, he see or anything. He was, t- he was 10 yards back. He dusted dusted the safety. Um, we would have had to fight after that one. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. We would have had to fight. And, uh, yeah, so he had more drops in that game than he's had in his whole career. You know, granted, it's only his third year, really second year of actually playing. Um, so, and that was – you know, <laughs> he had two of the turnovers, and we only had, you know, I think it was two all year to that point. Um, so, he, my man had a rough game. Um, defense on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, Kent State's – I'm bringing up this point because, you know, this is obviously going to be um, – some good film for teams like Mississippi State and Tennessee that we play later on in the year. Um, I was just about to say, with the way they space people out, it looked a lot Yeah, the way they space them out, and then they do quick game RPO as well. Um, And Tennessee, that's – I mean, that's Tennessee's bread and butter pretty much. Um, RPO game, they love it. Quick quick game RPO. Just get them to the line, quarterback looks, gets his read, snaps the ball – um, and makes a play. So this this game is, you know, really good teaching lesson for that aspect. Um, and 
overall, we just couldn't – like, we had a bad day of tackle. Um, I mean, their running back, Cooper, I think is his last name, uh, had five missed tackles. Yeah, Marquez Cooper. Yeah, Marquez. Um, like that. Yeah, I mean, he he was a dog. Um, from an offensive efficiency standpoint, Sam, I was wrong about being perfect in the red zone. Um, like y'all were 25 or 26, actually. Uh, we missed a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was against Sanford. Uh, I want to say. Um, yeah, that means y'all suck, right? Yeah, we're trash. Um, Facts. Stetson uh, still had a pretty good game besides his one pick. Um, and I don't know why he threw that ball. Um, maybe he thought he had a, an angle, but the ball just didn't come out as hard as he usually does. Um, his adjusted uh, completion percentage um, was 86 uh, when you take out the four drops. So, still pretty, yeah, still pretty good. Um, O-line. Someone I think that's not going to be there in a couple weeks is Tate Rattlin. She's been starting at uh, right guard for us. Um, he's been battling uh, Devin Willick the, um, the first four games of the season. He allowed three pressures. Um, I had a pass block grade of 61. Tate Rattlin, was he against last year's State. class? Is he a freshman or is he a sophomore? He's a um, sophomore. Okay. I think he's a – I think he's a true sophomore. I recognize the name. It was it was recent. Red shirt, no red shirt, red shirt sophomore. I think. Oh, um, so he's been there three years. Okay. Yeah, but he last year was his first year he played. Obviously, right, right, right. Yeah. But he he's he's the one that started in the Clemson game and got hurt. Mm. And play the rest of the season. Um. So he actually technically probably still is a a freshman if he. You know. I mean, he's a first year player, even yeah. if he's been on campus three years. Correct. Um, but I mean, there's not much else I really want to get into. Um, besides, you know, Kent State did have a couple drives there at the end of the game where they had it was ten or one was eleven, maybe one was thirteen, and they scored on both of them. Um, and they were just able to f- constantly get first downs. Um, I think. Um. Without those turnovers, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been twenty two in the end. It probably would have been more like sixteen or something. Absolutely, that's what 14. kept them in the game. But at the same time, you know, we still made them a lot of mistakes on defense. Guys, not um, they threw a bunch of eye candy with the motions, um, and we bit hard. Um, that uh, little shovel pass, shovel screen to the tight end reminded me of Kansas City with Travis Kelsey. I don't know if. I don't know if y'all saw that one. Every time I see that, I'll just think of 2016 when Pitt ran that play against us. Probably no shit. I don't know, maybe 11 times in one game and beat us. Dude, I mean, it's from a a young, undisciplined defense. I don't really want to say undisciplined. Obviously, we're disciplined, but like you have, you have two, you have quarterback shotgun running back to his right. You got uh, tight ends, H back. Yeah, you got wide receivers 
out wide on both sides, tight end on the left, and you motion the wide receiver across the field, and you call Hunt doing the fake handoff as he's coming across. Like all, even the even the line they're blocking out right. All your all your um, movement is going to the right, and that you know it got us on that play. Um, guys make good recoveries. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games, man, where they came ready to play and we didn't. It was a new nooner against Kent State, and they showed up and uh, you know got their check and. Yeah, and it it, it made wow. Ve- it made Vegas make the the spread for the Missouri game. I, I want to say it dropped at like twenty five or something like that. It's up at twenty eight now, but I bet yeah, better. Like- I bet betters had a heyday with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But how many people would have even taken Kent State? No, no, I'm saying the Missouri game this week, since they didn't beat the hell out of Kent State, the, the Missouri spread dropped and it was like twenty-five. Oh yeah. So people were hammering that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I would I would hammer anything under like thirty-three. It's at twenty-eight right now. Yeah. It'll get to it'll get over thirty. Yeah. yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because um, they're dumb. one guy though. That needs to get more touches is Dijon Mustard. Yeah, he looks Bro, we've good. been talking about Dijon Mustard for the last like two years, talking about how he just he they just la- giving the ball stuff happens. Yeah, last year he was running just as hard as you know Zamir. Um, but obviously him and Cook were ahead of him, and then you had Magintosh and Milton, so he, he no one really knew about him, but now he's getting a chance because Kendall's running. Soft. Like Charmin and Magintosh. Soft. Magintosh is getting hurt because he's doing everything. So y'all remember when Kendall Milton looked like he was about to be the next target early his freshman year and then just never got any better? Yeah. After probably, after, probably got worse. After that, dude, after he got hurt, yeah. after he keeps getting hurt, he's just hesitant in running the football. He doesn't have any explosiveness. You know, when you're playing NCAA and you run that first run play. And you're so slow. Yeah, that's yeah. him every that's him every yeah. yeah, you're running in quicksand. Like that's he he's got he's got good like he's got good agility. He makes cuts and makes guys miss, but he's also huge. He's doing it, he's doing it in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I hate I it mean, for him. I hate it for his dad, especially. That's gotta be a real blow to both of their egos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> really hate it for him. Hate it. It's all seen for sure, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it because I mean, like I said again, it's Kent State, but they, they showed our weakness on defense, and I expect a lot of teams, you know, going forward to exploit that. Yeah, I also, I also that you know, obviously, the defense isn't as dominant as they were last year. Obviously, we like. Obviously, people like us knew that. But now everyone on Twitter is like, I told y'all, blah, blah, blah. like, we know. All right, that. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You we, can't just. You cracked the code. You can't just lose, like, how many how many picks did y'all have off your defense? NFL draft Five or picks? six. You Eight. can't just lose all those guys and then seamlessly replace them. Like, you replace them with really good guys, really talented guys, but there's no way it could be the same. No. And they're still va- they're still an incredible defense. I'm not saying that. I'm just, yeah. it's like, last year was a generational defense. Absolutely. Well, the other thing is, is like you said, the weaknesses of any defense is going to be when you start spacing people out and start 
throwing quick to the sidelines and doing all these different things. It's really hard because, I mean, you just – teams like that, you just make guys declare in the box. So it's mm-hmm. really – if you're good at math, you can literally sit there and count, okay, do I need to run or throw this pre-snap? Then you just read it. Like, that's why RPOs are so hard. Defense right now, at this point in time, is so damn hard. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of – I mean, you're going to have those days. People are going to catch you slipping. I mean – Yeah. Bro, that's, that's, why combination. It, that's why it's transitioning to, like, smaller, faster players. Yeah, You've got to be absolutely. so fast to defend nowadays. Yep. That's why linebackers look like safeties. Yeah. Well, linebackers are what safeties used to be. So. Imagine, like, a guy built like Ray Lewis nowadays. He would be, like, a D-tackle. He'd be trash. If you put, if you put Ray <laughs> Lewis – I mean, I, I take that back. If you put Ray <laughs> Lewis in a, in a standard, like, 4-2 nickel defense, he'd be – I mean, I feel like he'd be average because you could just pick on him. Imagine, imagine that Jigger trying to cover, like, Travis Kelsey. He'd get, he'd get worked. Now, if you throw a slant over the middle, he'll still kill you. But or if you're in a nightclub, yeah, he'll knock kill your head off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like um, what did he say? <laughs> it's crazy. They, you know, Cam Chancellor, like, a guy like Cam Chancellor, thrived at safety. He was built so different, though. But that's what I'm saying. The that, game, the game is just slowly evolving, which makes football cool. But it's slowly evolving to a little bit smaller, faster guys. But yeah, I mean that that. That's just what it boils down to, a combination of what Sam just said and young guys. Um, and also turnovers. You probably yeah. would have beat them 50 to nothing if you didn't turn the ball over three times. I don't know about 50 to nothing, but it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, well, if we don't have anything else to say about that, we can move mm-hmm. on to – I guess we yeah, can – I'll go. I was, we'll, just, we'll just talk about the other nooner while we're here. Um, I think, but your game was the best game, though. That's why I want to go ahead and talk about it. Okay, that's fun. That's fun. And I hope all y'all got a chance to watch it. Obviously, Divini, I'm sure you weren't I did. really paying attention, but apparently, no one watched the South Carolina game. I won't get into it, but I'm texting. Yeah, I mean, I'm texting in our group message and just getting no responses back. It was a tough scene. Disappointing. You know. I didn't. Um, scene, I, I the only games I did watch on Saturday um, were mine and Sam's. Because they were on okay, at the same nice. time, so I would flip back and forth, and then it's despicable. Later, I watched like the first half of the uh, Florida Tennessee game, and yep. then I did shit the rest of the night. So, yeah, I was uh, I was occupied during the uh, during the night games, um, but I'll do better this week. I mean, definitely gonna watch you guys on Thursday. Well, yeah, we play on Thursday, so. Sick. So. But go ahead, um, T- tell us about this incredible game. Is DJ back? Wake Forest, Wake Forest. Where, you were at Wake Forest, which gave them a little home field advantage. Both the offenses, yeah. But if you look at really dude, good. If you look at the stands, we had we had literally like a, almost half of the away side. I mean, yeah, More. that's fair. it's still you know you're still they're still playing on their home field, right? Right. There's right. still some sort of advantage, but it's it's Wake Forest, right? I mean. There were, there were 35,000 people there, and I would venture to guess probably 10,000 35,000 people? Oh, that's all it holds. What? It's not, dude, not, have you not seen it's, their stadium? I mean, I, I watched the game, so like, I, I guess I didn't really pay attention to it's it. Like, it's like Vandy's, bro. Yeah. It didn't. It doesn't look that small on TV, um, but it's, it's not a very big big venue. But nonetheless um, – I mean, you, you also have to, you have to, have to account, like, their – their fan base size is tiny. Yeah, there. I mean, Wake Forest, Wake Forest and Tulsa are the, literally the size of Georgia College, and they have like seven thousand undergrads. 
They're really, really small. How how many big time schools are there in North Carolina? You know, so many. Yeah, too many. So, but absolutely I mean, the biggest. Facts. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> I take that back. We're playing NC State, so I'm gonna have to talk about them later. It's, it kind of scares me, but anyway, we'll talk Get about later. Get into it. Um, I mean, obviously, if you saw the game, it was very exciting. It was one of those games where, as a fan, you're like. You can't even enjoy it because you're just so stressed out at the end. But then afterwards, you're like, oh, my God, what a great game. Dude, it was incredible. Was it, was really... like, it was like every drive, the quarterback would throw it deep, and you'd be like, oh, that's a touchdown. And then, bam, touchdown. And it would be a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it was also infuriating for me because just like our secondary, I mean, obviously it looked horrible. But the one thing I will say is against that slow mess, you kind of have to – the way we beat it in the past is by just A-gap pressures, stunning the defensive line. And, and basically just pushing the pocket back into Hartman's lap. Um, but last year when we played them, they had two offensive linemen hurt. This year they returned all five starters. Um, and, you know, I mean, when you go back and look at the tape, they just they just played their ass off. Uh, I don't know if there's really a whole lot more to say. I mean, blitz pickups were perfect all day. Hartman was just navigating the pocket. But like I was saying, we ran a cover one and basically just alternated pressures tried to do different things, but you have to leave your receivers kind of on an – or your corners on an island. And they were stranded out there, bro. I mean, they're out there talking to Wilson, the volleyball, because just getting absolutely – I mean, just abused. Bro, number and the sad two, thing number is, 20 is had, had a tough day. I mean, Nate Wiggins got abused. Fred Davis got abused. Toriana Pride got abused for a drive. I mean, like, they were just they were just handing out L's to the whole team. Anybody that wanted to cover somebody could get that work. And that's really how it went down. Um, but, again, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Sam Hartman because that scheme is weird. The way they run that slow mesh, your defensive line can't get upfield. And I hate it. I, I hate it. I love I hate, it. I hate, I hate watching that, bro. It I love it. Off. I love it. But their, their whole offense is predicated on, all right, we're going to read this. If your backers bail, I'm going to give it. If your backers freeze or your safety freezes, I'm going to chunk it deep. There's, there's no short passing game for Wake. There's very little so intermediate. Interesting. How they just it's, walk up to the line of scrimmage, both holding the football, and then yeah. something happens. And the thing is, is that you can literally, like, while you're watching, you can literally see Sam Hartman tell the running back, go. Like, you can literally see him at the mesh saying, go, and then back up. And it's the craziest thing because uh, it puts you in such a bad conflict between your linebackers and safeties because if, 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 you, if you move back, you've lost. Now they're running the ball. If you blitz, now you've lost because they're throwing it deep. If you stand there, you've lost because they're still throwing it deep. So there's really not a whole lot of answers with them when they have a good quarterback and offensive line that can block. Because the whole offensive scheme is meant to mitigate the D-line, which is obviously our strength. Um, but, you know, there are going to be a lot of people that, you know, bitch and complain about how our corners suck and our defense sucks. And we miss Brent Venables, who, by the way, couldn't stop Kansas State. So, I mean, there's going to be all these things that are said, but I really felt like we changed up the coverage, I mean, pretty frequently. After their first drive where they abused Fred Davis a couple times in a row, we went into a cover two shell, got a three and out. I mean, then in the third quarter, we went back to what we thought we were going to do. We changed up some pressure packages, and we just got abused. Um, They're also just a good offensive team. They are, and that's not like that. They're just a really good team offensively. I agree, and I feel like when people see that you gave up 45 points and went to double overtime with Wake, they just – the perception of Wake is that they're a cellar dweller or something. 
So it's like, oh, well, Wake sucks. So Clemson that's, doesn't suck. That's people that just don't know. Right. And I feel like that's unfair to Wake um, because that's that's a – I mean, they're a good program. They don't have the Jimmies and Joes to do it. But obviously when you have a good quarterback and you've got a couple good receivers, I mean, you can play with anybody. Um, defensively, they obviously had their issues and our offense was able to take advantage of it. Um, but I just want to talk about the scheme of the offense real quick because, you know, here here we are a year removed from being – dog water um i mean there's all these people talking about how we don't use our tight ends we don't use the middle of the field you know we don't run rpos and damn it if we didn't run run all of that i mean it was a clinic out there all the things that i've been begging for us to do since trevor lawrence was a freshman like we're starting to do some of it it's no longer like we have a way better quarterback way better players than you so we're just going to line up and do whatever the hell we want like, we're actually scheming guys open. There are people open downfield, and DJ hitting them. It's unreal. I mean, he looks like a completely different player. I yeah, really I really can't explain it. I'm prepared to eat all the crow in the world, fried, grilled. I mean, fucked. What the feathers yeah, not, like? I don't care. Feed it to me. Um, but, I mean, he's just playing confident. And I feel like the other thing is, is that now that he's lost some weight, the way he's able to move the ball, like last week he had nine carries for 62 yards. He had 50-something yards rushing. I mean, it's design pressures. He's extending plays with his legs, standing in the pocket. I mean, he's, he's making progressions. He's scanning the field. Like, he's playing at a really high level. That's really all that needs to be said. Um, he's playing at the level you thought he would be able to play at when he came in. What I expected from DJ early last year is what he's doing this year. Right. Um, and, I mean – Again, I, it's just – it's crazy to me because the whole narrative has always been that, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson never got any better at Clemson and that Trevor Lawrence got worse and this and that. The scheme sucks or, you know. I agree so with all I that. I mean, DJ's <laughs> – he's kind of just like bucking that whole narrative right And And to be fair, last year, I mean, I think a lot of that was true because we got – we got so bogged down offensively that we couldn't do anything. You know, we had to go what to one you? read. Run 22 personnel and just hope. What do you think it was? Do you think the lights were too bright for DJ last year? Or, like, do you think he just – I think it's from, Kane. From, from, being, from being a high schooler where you just dominate everything, you come into college, you think you can do the same and just don't put in the, the effort? I mean, I don't, I don't want to go that far. It's a mental um, aspect. I do th- – like Davini said. Or I, it could, I think be, a lot it of could it, be you lose the first game to Georgia and you lose your confidence. I think that's a big part of it. And I really think the other part of it is that we, I mean, we had seven different offensive line combinations until probably the seventh or eighth game of the season, until after the Syracuse game, our offensive line was awful. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to trust. We had receivers hurt left and right. Like there were so many things that went wrong offensively that I just feel like he pressed. And then as he pressed, he started to play worse. And then as he started to play worse, everybody else was all right, well, he ain't the guy. So, but I do think over the offseason, he worked with Tom House, who's a, a big name in, you know, NFL circles. I mean, and he does a lot with mechanics, footwork, and, like, the mental aspect of quarterback and all these other things. Just uh, he's one of those guys that tons of NFL quarterbacks work with in the offseason because he knows what he's talking about. And DJ worked with him all offseason. Obviously, Streeter and them spent the whole spring trying to redo the mechanics. Lost 35 pounds. I mean, it's clear that he put in the work. It's, it's readily apparent that he grinded. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, and like I said in the beginning of the season, 
I felt like our best chance as a team was for Cade not to have to be the guy because he's not ready. And now that there is no quarterback competition, I, I mean, I feel pretty confident in what we run out there every week. Um, but again, I think, I mean, am I worried about the secondary? Yes. But I also think that the scheme of Wake is meant to pick on corners. That's literally the whole thing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, again, they're a good offensive team. I think Wake's going to win a, b- a bunch of ball games. They're probably going to beat some teams that you wouldn't think they'd beat. Um, we'll just see kind of how it sorts out. But again, I think when you go on the road, you beat a good team, you go into double overtime. I mean, we were down eight points at, at one time in the game. So you can technically call it a comeback. I felt like we controlled the pass way more than 20 to 14 scores showed. I mean, we outgained them like 311 to 119 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Will Shipley again is just a man on a mission. He's a beast, dude. At another hundred yards, I hate it, um, but he's a beast. And the thing is, is that it's not like he's spectacular at any one thing. He's good at everything, and he just plays hard. It's hard. hard I mean, you, that's the thing, dude. He's one of those guys that you can never really get pissed off at because it's like he's he's going all out every time. He's the guy that is like dripping sweat at the end of playing kickball PE, oh, yeah. like going way too hard in gym class. He's that guy, and that's. I mean, I wish we had like. 50 of him because you'd be impossible to beat. But, in, in, the, in one point in the game, um, I think it was one of the – it was a um, – yep. I think it was outside the tackle run um, to the right, and I think it was a strong side. And I think the tight end misses block, um, and it was a tackle for a loss or at the line, and he got up and just started screaming at him. I was oh, like, yeah, that's what you want. You want to, you want to, yeah, you know, if you do your job, I'm going to do mine. And you call yeah, there out. was, there was multiple plays like that. There's, there's one that was on the first drive where we had a cat blitz coming off of Bo Collins and Bo didn't pick him up. He gets tripped up. He goes over there and grabs Bo Collins after the play. The next one was on a swing pass, which I think you're talking about. Davis Allen hits the guy. And I, don't, I can't remember who's a receiver trying to block downfield, but he doesn't hold on his guy. He just, he just kind of like bumps him, and it—I mean, it's still like a nine or ten yard gain, and Shipley got him chewed his ass out. It's like you got to have those guys. Like I said, I'd—I'd I'd love to have fifty more of them, but again, I think overall, I mean, again, I'm never going to complain about winning. I'm never going to complain about beating a good team on the road, and I'm never going to complain about getting to watch games that are that fun. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So, obviously, NC State's a whole different challenge schematically, but I think we match up a little bit better. Um, hopefully we'll have some guys back off injury. Um, but I mean, again, if, if DJ keeps playing the way he's playing, we're going to be hard to beat. So. Yeah. And I mean, I've really looked at your schedule, but I feel like these two games might be the hardest games on the schedule. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, you I mean, you get Syracuse who I think is a Syracuse has a solid defense. Syracuse is a solid good team. team. If, uh, Notre Dame finds an offense. Notre Dame. Yeah. Louisville flop, Miami flop, South Carolina flop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like this is your your two-game stretch because, again, I mean, after this, you got – I think Florida State's a good team on the road. Yeah, um, Florida at Florida State is going to be sneaky. So, I can't think of who else we play. And um, and in after, South Bend. Who do we play after NC State? Do you have it pulled up? Yeah. I know we're on the Boston road. Boston College. NC State, Boston College, yeah, Florida BC's State. Trash. You got two straight away games. Uh, then – Syracuse at home at Notre Dame, 
Louisville at home, Miami at home, South Carolina at home. Yep. The schedule sets up nice, but again, I, I think I don't see any. I, team, I don't see season, any teams that are like, oh, they might beat you. Except, I, I mean, NC State's a good team. Yeah, NC State's a good team, but we're going to talk about it more. Uh, so we'll we'll save that for a little later. Yeah. All right, so it's down to me and you. Do you who you want to go or me go or? I can go. I can go ahead and go. That's fine. Um, as for recap for the game, um, kind of tough one. It was really sloppy from our end. Uh, if you watch that game, you really feel like we could have walked out of there with a three touchdown win. I um, I hated watching it because I don't know. It's just like you just beat yourself. Oh, and that that's the epitome of Jeff Collins. Like that's why he's no longer the coach. Is we just continue to beat ourselves. Uh, oh for five in the red zone. That'll never get it done. Um, I was sitting there watching the game with Connor, and I said uh, there was one one point we got down to about the eleven, and I said uh, I got money says right here that we don't score. And the next play, Jeff fumbled. They picked it up, and they would have scored a touchdown if it wasn't for an insane hustle play by Nate. Um, Incredible. I, 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 so I'll get awesome. to that. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But um, so it was really frustrating just to see the offense just continue to look sloppy. Jeff actually had one of his better games. Um, yeah, he did. It's just we just don't finish drives. We do a lot of dumb shit. Um, I thought the play calling was really poor. Um, o for three on fourth down. Um, there was a real weird play where he lined up in like a triple formation and ran belly from like the three yard line on fourth down on the goal line and got stuffed. It was just really stupid play call. I didn't quite understand it. Um, so I don't know. Defense was, it was one of those deals. Like the first drive UCF had, they held the ball for nine minutes and 50 seconds. Um, I was starting to question if we were ever going to get the ball in the first quarter. Um, but it was one of those deals. We'd get them to third and five, third and six, and we'd jump off sides, give them third and one or, you know, third and a half yard or third and a half yard. They'd pick it up or they'd go to fourth down and pick it up. So it was just like they were just picking up first downs, you know, using every bit of the downs they could get to get a first down and we're just dragging it out. It was just stupid mistakes. Um, so that was really frustrating. I think – I don't think UCS is a good team. I think, you know, we played – sloppy enough to just keep them right in it until we made, you know, the mistakes enough to where it just got out of hand. Um, I agree. I agree with you. I feel like when I was watching the game, I felt like y'all looked like the better team. Yeah. And I, the, obviously the, that, that feels weird to say with, with the score outcome, but that's just what I got from, from watching it. And I thought the defense played pretty well. I thought the linebackers looked good against a run heavy team. I don't know. It was just, it, it was a markedly different look from Ole Miss to that game. Uh, I know Ole Miss is a much better team, but, like, we didn't even look like we came out to play against Ole Miss. Uh, this past Saturday, we just looked like the more talented team, which is strange to say, but – I agree. Just not coached. Um, I, I agree with that, too. Couldn't put anything together. So, I think that was what was really frustrating about it. Um, but – Kicking was poor. Another blocked punt. Oh my god, dude! I, dude, I that I really, pissed me off. I really think 
honestly, like honest to God, I think I think Jeff was on you know a short leash anyways, and his his uh his time was not was was limited. But I think four block punts and that fourth one, I think that really just kind of showed the administration and showed everybody they, everything they need to see. Like okay, like this this guy's a joke. He's not he's not correcting anything. I mean, it, it's simple enough to where if a block punt. If you practice it, you don't have four block. Nobody has four block punts in four games. It's just it just doesn't happen. So you That's can tell crazy. these things aren't being coached. These things aren't being corrected. So, Incompetence. Yeah, and I think it's pretty telling when Brent Key's first um, press conference today as interim, he said we spent two and a half hours this morning on special teams. Dude's trying to make up for lost times. Uh, I just we have not been practicing it, and I said that on the podcast. I said. You know, one of the coaches' wives told us at the game that they don't practice it. And it just makes you wonder, like, how incompetent and how inept was Jeff? Um, I think he has an ego issue. I think he has, like, lack self-confidence. So, like, he doesn't entertain other ideas. He doesn't entertain other, you know, methods. And I think he just sticks to his gun, stuck to his gun, really, and just is like, you know, we're going to do it this way. And I, I don't know. I don't really know what it's doing. Or a fourth way. Yeah, but it's just like – it was unbelievable um, to see that happen again and give up a touchdown. It was kind of just like it was annoying enough to where we played good and not good enough, but we played them close enough to I knew we weren't going to win, but I was um, going to be disappointed. Was at the end. I was, and, and I was, that. I was convinced that y'all were going to win, and then the blocked punt and just like stuff, yep. just like <clears throat> self-inflicted stuff started happening, and I was like, wow, this is this is a, a talented team that just has no direction. Yeah, I and that's what frustrates me so much. I think with a solid coaching staff, this team's a six-win team. I just – I, I really do. Um, we said that in the beginning. That's I not mean, ridiculous to say. Schedule, like, like we were all on board. Like, this, this team's good enough to win six-ish games. I mean, you have guys like sure. Nate McCollum. Well, we're going to be getting Leo back, back. I mean, Malachi Carter had a good game. Um, EJ – has been playing really well. I've been able to get him the ball, but I don't know. It was just really frustrating. Um, on it just the hustle, blows my mind that, like, he knows he's coaching for his job and he still is just not coaching. How, how, I, don't, I don't understand. I guess some people just aren't cut out for it, but it's crazy. Not, not cut out for it and just stubborn to – so I, I don't know if you all remember when Beamer was hired, there was the whole rumor that Brent Key might be taking the job. Yep. And then last offseason, Brent pretty much handled the search for the new offensive coordinator and all that kind of stuff. So, lo and behold, I really think Brent's been super frustrated, super pissed off. Like, Brent's been uh, – he, he coached under George O'Leary and then coached under Nick Saban. I mean, the dude's seen what it takes to at least run a program the right way. And he's probably the past couple of years, as much as he loved tech, probably is like – I cannot stand to continue this down the same path and see the way the program's being run and not intervene. So really, I think the whole, you know, I might leave, go to South Carolina thing is a ploy, like let's change some things. So they got more serious, however you want to say it. They quit playing music as much at practice. They quit doing a bunch of goofy shit. Like I just think he saw a bunch of bullshit and he didn't know his way out of it. So I really think this whole time, like, I mean, today in his press conferences, he's just started listing out everything that he's going to start changing, everything that we're going to do different. 
So I'm, I'm not saying I want Brent Key to have the job. I'm, I'm interested to see what Brent can do. That would be interesting. I, I, if he gets you to a bowl game this year, I, I think he pulls it's a Dabo. His, I think period. he pulls a Dabo and, and turns around and gets a contract for, you know, three, four years. And that would be ideal, With a low buyout. I mean, that would be, be ideal because um, – I mean, you can keep your get, roster intact. You, yeah, keep your roster intact. I mean, there's a couple parents on our board, and they're literally like, you know, the kids were upset. They understand. But after today, meeting with Brent, like, these kids aren't going anywhere. They're not quitting. Um, so I think there's, like, a solid core, honestly, young core of this team. They don't want to go anywhere. They just – I think they're now realizing, like, they've been done an injustice because they've not been coached. They've not been developed. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right. that's that's also an injustice to them. They they, they have limited years to go, college, to go to college. And, you know, we're doing them a disservice if you're not putting them in situations – situations to fail you're doing them a disservice exactly they're maybe being smart enough to realize hey like you know he was a good guy you know i was close to him whatever he developed me to be a man or whatever you want to say you know character wise but in the end of the day dude wasn't getting it done i can't i can't be it's business is business and you know what maybe this is going to help me in the end so i i think um i'm excited to see that we actually you know ponied up and and made the the move i figured this would be one of those deals where we wait till the end of the year and make a move and that was going to really frustrate me i'm also excited to see that um our president came out today and basically was like look i i like todd but you know this needed to happen he he didn't really mince words about it if you go watch this thing he's like if change needed to happen the results were not there so it'd be you know extremely um irresponsible just continue to allow this to happen if if we want to show that we're serious about football um, he's talking about committing, you know, academic funds or school funds and, and, and funds that have been earmarked. We just had a $2.2 billion initiative that the school raised. Um, some of the numbers that are getting thrown around is that the athletic department will be receiving 25% of that. You do the math, that's about $500 million. That gets us out of debt. Um, it's a bag. That, that, that's a bag. Um, so if you can, um, for athletic director, they, they talked about, you know, we don't necessarily care that somebody has ran a college program. What we care about is someone that's going to get in here, um, know all the intricacies and all the ins and outs of NIL, fully use all those advantages, um, get in here, look for a coach and commit to them, giving them the resources they need to rebuild the football program. Um, the main focus was on football, really, if you listen to what the associate AD said and the president said. And, and football is your moneymaker. It's got to be. Yeah. And, and that's basically what they said. Like our president was like, look, I graduated from here. My wife graduated from here. My kids graduated from here. Like this is, a, this shit's embarrassing to me too. So I'm, um, I'm going, I'm committed to giving the athletic director and the new coach exactly what they need to compete. And I definitely think if you're given that um, you look at how quickly Tennessee's turned things around and we're not Tennessee. I get that. We're not in SEC, but this thing can get turned around relatively quickly to where you can at least get to six to eight wins a year, um, a nine, 10 win season sprinkled in there. Um, and maybe something special happens. You never know. I agree, uh, dude. Cause like, that's really, that's really a, uh, that's really where our program should be. When really. you look at the coastal as a whole, it's wide freaking open. Dude, it's wide open. It's for the it's taking. begging I mean, for somebody to be halfway decent. I mean, and you're if, in the, you're, you're in the hub of like recruiting too. Dude, that's what's been so fucking frustrating is to see like all these takes on Twitter from mainly Georgia fans, but like, like, Oh, this job is 
a nobody in their right mind would take this job. Or like people said something about Del McGee. They're like, Del McGee is way above that job. Like people, dude, I, I think this is, a, that's a better job than Nebraska. I think 100%. so too, because, because people are like George, uh, there's no way all that talent goes to tech because of Kirby. Kirby can only take so much of it. And if you look at it, Kirby doesn't recruit Georgia. Because he's a, they're, they're on a national North scale North now. County. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They recruit on such a national scale. They pick who they want. There's guys left for the taking. That's like Clemson and South, mean, in South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, you don't get me wrong. Clemson's right at the road. South Carolina's right at the road. So, I mean, y'all. Well, I, I was just, I was, I was saying like Clemson is such like a national recruit recruiter that that we cherry pick from our home state yeah that south carolina can right. can go in i'll be taking georgia boys too and get the yeah we want i think we have like nine or ten commits from georgia right now that's not yeah. that's the only thing that's the only bad thing about um there's enough to go around recruiting at tech though is because you not only have georgia but you also have all these nearby neighboring state big schools they're also feeding into bro you know the talent coming out of Atlanta. But i don't know if necessarily that it necessarily matters because if you get a guy in florida if you get a guy also recruit alabama like exactly. if you get a guy that's committed that can recruit there's so much fucking talent you don't georgia, have to build georgia can take we'll whatever they want right georgia can right. take whatever they want if you have if tech has a good recruiter they can still have a top 15 class with georgia taking whoever they want Dude, we were a dog shit program, new, and we got a guy like Jameer Gibbs to come to us. I mean, you don't. Dog. We're not going to get ten of those a class. We're not going to get well, ten of those a class. And the, and the good news is, is that whoever comes in next, they're about to be selling a whole lot of hopium, just smoking well, it. Everybody's and also, you you can't tell me the roster is not in a better spot than what when Jeff took over. I will say there. there oh, are a few absolutely. Things. I think for one, I think for one, Jeff had the right idea with the whole branding thing like we needed to embrace the atlanta thing we needed to embrace this thing absolutely now you have to also bring results with that and he didn't do that and that's where he failed like coaching is also equally as important you can't fucking forget about that but also one of the other things he did was completely turn over the roster i mean he took transfers some have worked out some haven't um i, I recruiting has been better people can argue that it hasn't we've taken smaller classes and been more selective we're not taking 26 people but if you look at it as a whole we're a better roster I, we, at a minimum, when he took over, you were a three-win team, legitimately. Now you're three or you're six to seven wins um, with good coaching and better recruiting. You could easily turn that into eight-win team, especially being in the Coastal. And you're guaranteed losses for now, for the next foreseeable future. I don't know, four years, probably Clemson and Georgia. That's just a matter of fact. That's on your schedule. I say, bro. Uh, and there's no, there's no way around that. But you can't tell me that this is a shitty job to have. No matter what anybody wants to say, yeah, we're in the fucking basement right now. But if the school's committed and the athletic department is committed, I I don't see how if you get someone in there exciting. I'm not saying you're going to get Dion, but if you get someone in there exciting, like Atlanta's a good fucking place to go watch. That's what I'm saying. It's not like a car. it's not like a Duke job or like a Kansas job or yeah. something like well, that. Look at what yeah, but not, the, the only the only thing I'll have to say about this, and don't take this the wrong way. So, he's a hater. Um, no, I'm not here. Hating. Here comes I, the disrespect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Been, he's been reading Dahl. Yeah. No, 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 no this is fact. Jacob and Sam, y'all have been to a tech game, okay? My yes. thing, the whole my thing about tech football is y'all have so much potential, like we've all just been talking about. 
But the part that frustrates me, because I've been doing a couple, uh, wow, couple tech games, is the atmosphere in the stadium from the students and everyone there. It's like, okay, it's like you're, you're not winning. You've not, you've, Nobody's you've, coming. You've not, you, yeah, no, you've not been to a game you where you can't get people to come if people if you don't win one. games. All right, but here's a, here's a fact we can look at. Most, like our fan base, most people have a tie to tech at some point, alumni, something. You can't say the same because Georgia is the state school. So by numbers, Georgia versus Georgia Tech game, that's probably going to be heavily favored towards Georgia fans. So in that aspect, yeah, I get you. That aspect, that, that atmosphere sucks. Also, when you're winning three, year, three games a year, students don't give a shit, especially at a place like Tech when the students already, it's a struggle to get them to come to places. That's... So when you, when you compile that, yes, the atmosphere is not great. But in times where we, when we're going to an Orange Bowl at night game against like a ranked Virginia Tech team, I can promise you that atmosphere was fucking great. And I've been there. So if you get back to the point where it's a good product that people want to go watch football, the atmosphere will be just fine. I agree. You have to you have to win to get people to come. That's like at the end of the Mustang era, South Carolina got dogged for not being able to fill a stadium. And now they're one of three SEC teams this year that have sold out all of their home games so far. Because there, there's and, hope. And there's this, there's uh, hope that they're going to win games. Right. Don't take this to offense, but y'all aren't necessarily winning. Like, or y'all, y'all aren't necessarily like – we're not the even Connor winning. We're not had, even right? winning yet. We won seven games last right. year, and but people we, are still we, we we're still filling the stadium. We ran the triple option, and a lot of people didn't care about that, and that ran off a lot of the fan base. But when we were good running the triple option, when we won the 2008-2009, when we went to the ACC championship games back to back, like when we were good, like that that atmosphere is plenty fine, and it's in the city of Atlanta. If you're if you're a, a good team, you're a top twenty-five team, you're playing a top ten team. There's going to be people in Atlanta. They're like, "Shit, let's go to that game. It's a college football game. You're in the South. Like that's that's really not been a problem. It, it's a problem right now because we suck ass. And who the fuck wants to go watch a shitty game? And then when you play at, also to. at the time, all the, at the same time when you're playing Georgia and Clemson, which have both won national championships recently, both are peaking. That's hard to compete with as a fan base. So it, the atmosphere looks like it really sucks. But as many games as I've been to, night games, weekend games, or like, I mean, like, you know, mid-afternoon Saturday games, like, it, if you're playing good football, it's, it's not a problem. And there's, and there's things definitely that the athletic director and, and the program have to look at as a whole and improve as well. Like, do we need that stadium expansion? No, it's completely screwed us, and that's why we're in debt. Do we need that top upper deck in the north? No, take it out. Put beer gardens, put party decks like they're putting all over the place. Like you can improve the game atmosphere tremendously. So I really, I really like, and I get what you're saying, Devinny, like based on what you've seen and based on Jacob, you've not been when we were good. Sam, you've been when y'all, we were terrible. Y'all beat our ass. So that probably wasn't a great game. I enjoyed enjoyed the hell out of it. Great in game environment. Super nice. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying from the, um, I was talking from the student body aspect. I wasn't really talking about the no, fan yeah. base. But, but, dude, like Saturday night against Western Carolina, I mean, we're not good. The student session was packed until we looked like shit. But the student yeah. session was, was, was more packed than I've seen in a while. Was, people was people aren't really going to watch you if you're ass. 
That's just yeah, that's and, just and that's a the cold hard truth. Fighting. Right, and right when you was, right when you get a little bit of hope, right when people think you might be good, it'll be packed. And that's why, was, but that's also why it was so important for us to make these moves now and get serious about this shit now because there, I think there gets to a point where there's almost no return. Like it, it, it already doesn't help that we bring kids in to school the way we do, right? Like you're not recruiting the average high school football or like or high school kid that loves college football, right? Like. So we got to work to get kids there anyway. So I totally get what you're saying, Vinny, but like, I mean, it's not like Texas school where we've never had this and we have to build it from the ground up. I mean, there have been plenty of, for years, tons of history at, at Tech where we have the fan base to support a good football team. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. I'm not being dismissive of what you're saying, Vinny. Like, the atmosphere y'all have seen – Divinity yeah. just sits on that hater aid. But, like, it, it's also, you can't, it's not a transitive property. You can't, like. No, dude, it just used you, to piss me off going to the games. That, you, like, win, you win one national championship dude, and you start hating on people. For real. But Shut I the mean, fuck up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's kind of hard, but, like, it's not comparative to, to Clemson and Georgia, right? Like, it's just not. It's not something that is compared. Like, we our alumni base is probably the most spread out of any school in the country because people graduate and they leave. They go elsewhere for jobs. Like we don't have a high retention rate of alumni. We don't have so like we don't need a fifty-five thousand person stadium. We need forty-five thousand person stadium, and we need a good football product. And I promise you, the atmosphere is good. Um, like I said, like I can only swear by it because I've seen it growing up my entire life. But there have been plenty of games where the it's sold out, and it's loud as shit. There used to be wideouts when we were good. Miami games. Oh, I remember Virginia that. Tech games. I mean yeah, – I think I went to a wideout. Clemson got wided out in 2011 when we were undefeated. Uh, I think we lost that game, though. No. Is that the one we won? Yeah, that was Sammy Watkins' year? Yeah, it was when Sammy Watkins was the freshman and was just going crazy on everybody but Tech. Yeah, I remember that. But I'm just saying, like – it, it, the product determines what the the and it's I'm not saying it should be like that. Like Nebraska, it's unwavering. They could go zero and ten. Well, they don't have anything else to do. Ask, but what else are they going to do? They're going to fill a stadium. But in Atlanta, you're competing with it. Atlanta United, you're comp- so if, if if you it's an undesirable. You're game competing with watch. meth. You're competing with hanging out at the shell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're competing with whatever concerts going on that day. Yeah, I, it's just. Surprise. I get, I totally get what you're saying, but if you put a good product on the field, that's not going to be a problem. I mean, shit, we've had recruits under the Jeff Collins there say the atmosphere was great, like a night game. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? But, I mean, also, they've not seen what it's like when we had a Notre Dame team in there. You know, that was when we were good, the college football live was there, and you couldn't buy a seat in the stadium. I mean, yeah, it seems like a really long time ago. It probably was, but I don't think that that's completely dead. So, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I'm not being dismissive. Just Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, if, if, you're expecting, if you're expecting to go watch it, like the, the experience of going to sitting in a 
person stadium in Athens and watch a game against Alabama. I mean, is Sanford going to get that? Is Sanford a hundred thousand? They're ninety 92. something. Ninety eight. That's a ninety. That's a yeah, ninety eight. They added that's all the yeah. yeah, we added more. But I mean, you also got to think like your average person at the Walmart is a Georgia fan, right? Like, yeah, they might not be going to the game. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a lot of them don't, but. There's a reason That's why that's because y'all are that hard because... right now. Yeah. I see y'all just it, been, it, y'all just been, we've been hard. hard, bro. What you That's mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You just been hard. But I mean, also, like, and I guess this might be my last point. Like, y'all haven't gone to the lows that we've gone to, but I've also gone and watched a game in Athens where I sat up in the upper visitor section and it was. Out, like even outside of the visitor section, up upper deck was not full, and it wasn't a loud game. So I mean, like, I'm not comparing it to Athens by any means. So obviously, from a number standpoint, it doesn't compare. Yeah, yeah you can't really compare. You can't compare it. But I was just, I was just saying stuff that would need to improve. Oh know, yeah, for, you. Yeah, the first step think, is the first step is better play. Yeah, and the I, I agree. Yeah, I I think one is is preseason. That goes for that goes for every team in the nation. Yeah, I I I agree. It does need to improve, and fans need to be better. Like, I think this is the first time our fans have been this unified over anything ever. With firing <laughs> Collins, and like you get a lot of people on there, which I think is horseshit anyways. That are like, I'll be back now that we fired him. Like, I said I was gonna quit, but my ass was gonna be there regardless, right? Like, I'm gonna support the program no matter what as hard as it is but one one leads to another right you put a good football a good product on the field you win games you make it entertaining the fans and all the sidewalk fans that are whatever you want to call them not going to that are not going to show up when you have a bad product they're going to come back so i agree i agree i i get what you're saying you make a good point it doesn't need to improve but yeah we can get to a point where it can it's just we have to uh, first and foremost, put a better product on the field. Yeah. Also, just keep in mind that loyalty is cool. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really get you much other than the fact that you can say you stay loyal, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool, it's though. A lot, it's cool it's a, though. It's cool, though. I respect the hell out of it. We know you're loyal. That's all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, but it, it, it would be a lot cooler uh, to just, like, you know, selectively care, right? Like, I can't turn it off. Like we, we're getting our ass kicked against Ole Miss. I can't turn it off. Right. right? But yeah, there's Kinda people like out there. Crash. There's people out there on Saturdays that if their team's getting their ass kicked, they go and do something else and have just as good a time. I can't do it. Right. What a but, life. Right. Ignorance yeah. must be bliss for those people. I mean, meanwhile, I'm sweating all, bullets at, yeah. you know, 1 30 in the afternoon because we're about to get beat by weight. It's the best, worst thing that ever happened to any of us. Yeah. So. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and like, um, sorry, I'm going to go off tangent real quick. Like uh, Sam was saying. Oh, it's okay. We haven't been on a tangent. About, yeah, you're right. Um, about Sam said in the, about uh, just out. hanging out. Yeah, sorry. Hanging out with uh, just people watching the game. It's so like, I feel awkward. It's kind of unnerving. No, honestly. I feel awkward because I sit there and I like, now you'll say like people will say something and I'm just like in my head I'm just like dude like not right now bro I, I just sit there and just don't talk 
because I don't want to seem like a that jackass. Is, yeah, you that's, know? It's like, dog, I'm at war. I'm at war right now. I need you to show that's, up. Yeah, that's the tough thing about being, like, so deep into it. And, like, you know, my, my family – I'm not – my family is very big Carolina fans. They love Carolina football. But when you are so deep into it and you, like, know every single player and you're knowing what what they're trying to do with the plays they're running, it's really tough to watch with with people. Um, and this is coming out horribly because I know my, my family listens to this podcast. But Matt, we love you. Yeah, and mom. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's like I almost feel awkward – for yeah me caring so much like people look at me when i'm watching a game and they're like why relax yeah again we're going like, we're going to war for three hours i need you to shut yeah. up yeah i'm like you don't get it. and then people are like y'all suck so much why are you watching like i i don't know have you ever just you seen put a horrific car crash and you watch the video 10 times that's my life right now yeah. like, and I, f- I feel like it comes off the wrong way when you try to say something and correct them and then you just come off like an ass and you're like dude yeah. i'm like that's just what's yeah. going on in my head right now dude, I'm, I'm, I'm way better than that you just don't know shit <laughs> yeah i mean like just just keep your mouth shut right let daddy talk i mean dude i i, I mean there's no disrespect to my dad like my dad cares just as much as i do but he doesn't like watch it or or like put as much into it as I do so like he'll say things that are like wrong and I get in an argument with him and I'm like and then at the end I'm like no you just you just don't know as much as I do because you don't care as much as I do and like <laughs> I sound like an asshole but like you're an idiot dad I hate you I, he was right so that's, about, yeah about, that's yeah. that's the tough I had to accept that I'm just sort of an obnoxious fan and the fact that like I I'll see one thing happen on a play. The team will gain like five yards or something, and I'll be all livid about it or whatever. And it's just like, it's because I, it's because I see it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And in I the guess South the South Carolina game, me and Jacob were sitting there arguing about some stupid play call, and Matt and Jeremy looked over at us and they're like, "What are y'all arguing about?" It's just, it's it's, it's a like, gift. did you never run an RPO to the strong side? <laughs> <laughs> That's not, it's a gift and a curse. Anyways, we, we should probably move on to South Carolina. Yeah, you got nine minutes. Burn um, through it. Yeah, so South Carolina versus Charlotte, uh, 56 to 20. Uh, pretty easy win. I mean, if you look at the box score, last week I said, you know, you want, you want 250 in the air, 250 on the ground. You got that. You got exactly 250 in the air. You got 295 on the ground. Box score-wise, it looks like a good game. Um, and this is about to get pretty nitpicky, um, but here we go. But I, they didn't really pass the eye test for me necessarily. Um, another game where you come out slow. Charlotte scores on their first first two drives. You're down fourteen to ten at one point. Um, that shouldn't happen. That really shouldn't happen. Um, your first drive, you have to settle for a field goal because you have some, you do some dumb stuff on on the goal line and, and don't end up getting into the end zone. Um, Defensively, I mean, their their quarterback Chris Reynolds looked like he was looked like he was I don't know Bryce Young out there for the first two drives, completing every single pass. They went seven for seven on third downs um, initially on their first on their first seven third downs. They ended up going one for seven the rest of the game. But you can't start slow like that. That's an, it's another game, and I I I've been harping on this for a while now. You can't. You just 
this team comes out and they start so slow defensively. I mean, offensively, not necessarily this game. They're going against the worst defense in, in college football pretty much. But um, it's just another slow start. Um, and, you know, you have all these injuries on defense, but at the same time, they're all they're all guys – all the backups to the guys that are injured now are, are guys that were recruited to South Carolina and they should out athlete these Charlotte kids. And, and that just didn't happen initially. And, and you made adjustments, but once you once when you get back into sec play with Kentucky next week, um, that's not something you can't, you can't just gift them points. Initially, you can't start slow on defense and gift them points. You saw what that did at the, during the Arkansas game, they went up 21 to three and then you can't fight back from that. Um, so just starting slow is, is, is just the kryptonite of this team right now. And it's, it's so frustrating to watch. And you look again, you look at the box score and it's like, Oh, South Carolina played a, a good game. You know, Marshawn Lloyd had 170 yards rushing three touchdowns, averaged 11 yards a, a gain or 11 yards of rush and had that hurdle play or whatever that I'm sure everybody's seen. Um, but it just, the first half just, you can't do that. You can't do that against a lesser team like Charlotte. It's embarrassing. It, you look stupid. You're giving up points that you shouldn't give up and, and having pass interferences that you shouldn't against these receivers that – no disrespect to, the, to those guys, but you should easily out-athlete these guys. Um, and, of course, you picked it up in, in the second half and, and you ended up, you know, scoring 30-something unanswered points and the defense – turned it up a little bit but again you can't you can't do that against legitimate teams um you know Spencer Rattler had a fine day he didn't really we didn't need him to stretch the field we just kept we kept everything short we relied on the run game which is a good game plan um I don't know if you can do that against good teams um but just overall I, the play the play wasn't good enough um it was fine and the offense played well. The starters scored on every single drive that they were in for. Uh, the only drive we didn't score points on was when Luke Doty threw that interception really late in the game, like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, so that's fine, but this isn't a game you can learn anything about the offense in. The only thing you can learn about the offense in a game like this is if they struggle. So them scoring on every drive doesn't, doesn't tell you that they're all of a sudden they have things clicking or they're a good – good offense is just that's what they should do they're playing against a high school team um no no disrespect but it's just it's just unfortunately the truth um I mean it is what it is when you play a team like that you want it to look not easy but it should have it should have been 60 to nothing and again you have injuries on defense but the guys like O'Donnell Fortune number 25 he's been he's I, th I want to say he's been on campus three, two or three years, and he's he's uh, Cam Smith's backup, and he just looked he looked terrible, honestly. He just passed interference and was giving up play, giving up passes, and I don't know. It's just like where Clemson needs him. Then we're talking about building depth, and it's just that. I don't know, a showing like that in, in the first half of the game. This is, again, we haven't scored a touchdown in the first half of any football game this year, which is incredible. It's almost like you have to try to do that at this point. It's insane. Seriously? Yeah. You haven't scored. I mean, wow. we've, okay. we've kicked a couple of field goals. You, you haven't scored. That? 
Can you say that one more time? Haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter of any game this season. Wow. It's bad. And I don't know. I mean, it, it's really tough to get pissed off about a 56 to 20 win because I don't know if I even gave my prediction in the last podcast, but I was thinking 45 to 20. So they even passed my expectation. But at the same time, there's there's the eye test and and initially they didn't pass it. And, you know, eventually they, they got their shit together and, and figured out a way to stop them. But you just can't do that. You can't do that. You should be able to dominate this team um, from from the initial whistle. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, the running, the running game was really good, which is something you needed. Uh, you know, I don't, does Marshawn Lloyd gain confidence after this game and, and turn his season around a little bit? I don't know. Maybe um, he looked like, he looked like the best athlete on the field easily in that game. He was breaking tackles, jumping over people, just doing some incredible stuff which is what you thought he would be able to do when he came into South Carolina. Um, and then, you know, the other running backs played fine. I don't know. I, I, I hate to be upset about the game because you did win. And, and for this program recently, wins don't come super easily. Um, but you would, I, you would like to see a more clean game overall. The defense didn't play well. The linebackers are slow. Um, the D-line, just with two five-star guys, two five-star recruits on it, they, it should be better. It should be way better. Jordan Birch still somehow doesn't know how to set the edge. And I like the guy. I, I think he, he, he adjusted and played well. I think he's played fairly well all season. But there are plays where he just can't set the edge. And um, it leads to guys getting outside and, and getting big gains on the outside. But – um yeah i mean other than that you, you got a couple turnovers which was nice in the second half you got a couple turnovers in a row which which really blew the game out of out of the water um you need to get your skill guys going you know uh, i'm looking at the at the box score right now and gene bell had two catches for nine yards that guy might be the best athlete on the team, and he has two catches in a game against Charlotte. I mean, come on, that's sort of ridiculous. And like you got to have a touch chart for stuff like that. You got to know when your guys aren't getting the ball and just start feeding them. Yeah, and it's like I I I know that he's upset, and and I think his family has shown um, discontent with with how little Jaheim Bell's gotten the ball with with all the the hype that's behind him and he's a good player and he makes play makes plays when the few plays that the ball is in his hands but I don't know man it's it's unfortunate to watch because this team should be much better we have a lot of talent it's just the play calling is actually you know the offense really played fine it would have been worse if they played bad the defense they got to make adjustments man we we're playing the soft zone all game and, and getting these pass interference calls and that shouldn't be happening um i don't know oh it wasn't a clean game that's all i'm gonna say it wasn't a clean game need to see better um would love to see spencer rather actually stretch the field because he didn't throw deep at all we just kind of played played the short pass game which worked obviously but 
Um, I don't know. We didn't stretch the field. It was fine. I was pretty pissed off during the game. I'm, I'm sure y'all read the messages after. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it was just – it looks like it was an absolute blowout. And, I mean, you when, when you win by 36, that is a blowout. But it just – it didn't really necessarily pass the eye test for me, um, especially defensively. Um, and this is really – this is very nitpicky, obviously. But – It happens. It is what it is. This is a team – I mean – putting up 20 points. I mean, I know, and I predicted them to put up 20 points, but just they scored on the first two drives. I'm sitting there sweating down 14 to 10. Um, and that shouldn't happen. So good team win. I'm glad for Marshawn Lloyd. He needed a game like that. That's the guy we thought he was when we recruited him. Um, hopefully he can keep it going. I don't know. You got to get your other skill players involved. Uh, like Antoine Wells and, and uh, Jaheim Bell, but um, but yeah, I think you, I think you dominated this game, not because of play calling, but just because of your players are just simply better than the other team. And that's not going to work in the SEC. So that's, that's kind of all I got. Hey, a win's a win. A win is a win. You're back to 500, but there's a lot of stuff you need to improve on, I think. Yeah, but I mean, you got you got South Carolina State this week, so it kind of I feel like it kind of works itself out. Yeah, you get another you, week. You, you finally, you finally get, you finally get these warm up games that most teams get in the first couple games of the season. Um, but there's a, there's a lot to iron out still if you want to go into Lexington uh, next week and and win that game. So. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, I guess. Do you just want to go straight into your to your preview now that it's a Thursday game? Yeah, Thursday, Thursday at seven p.m. got changed today. I'm gonna have to get this episode out earlier than I usually do because, because you know, obviously we're playing two days earlier. Uh, South Carolina State, they're a solid team at their level of football, uh, but it's another team you should be able to dominate. Uh, Buddy Pugh, their coach, is kind of a is is sort of a legend in South Carolina, um, but that doesn't – he doesn't play the game, so that doesn't matter. You'd like to see the running game do similar things. You'd like to see uh, Marshawn Lloyd keep adding on to that 170-yard game, um, hopefully eclipse 100 yards. That's what you'd like to see. You'd like to see some RPO – not RPOs. You'd like to see some play action for Spencer Rattler and – kind of stress the field, get Josh Van the ball, get Juice Wells the ball, get Jaheim Bell the ball. Um, and even, you know, Corey Rucker finally came back off an ankle injury and, and scored a touchdown on one of his first plays in the game. Um, so you'd like to stress the field a little bit. I think that's where a lot of the discontent was from the previous game against Charlotte because there's just no, no deep balls, no taking chances deep. No, you know, outside of the run game, no real excitement. Um, but this is another inferior team that you should be able to beat up on. Another home game under the lights. Um, they just need to come ready and then win, win by a bunch, you know, I'm somewhere 48 10, something like that. So there you go. Enough said. Short and sweet.
Davini, I mean, do you have anything to say other, other than you're here so you won't get fined about Missouri? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, basically nothing. Uh, they couldn't even beat Auburn. So they missed a field goal in the last seconds of the fourth quarter to go to overtime. That was what a what a game between two horrible teams. The, the crazy thing is, is that Auburn scored on their first two drives. Auburn was up fourteen nothing halfway through the first quarter. Just incredible, incredible. Literally a dookie fest. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I know we got a lot of Auburn listeners, so. But y'all know. I mean, you you watch it, you know. Yeah, it's. You can't hide it. They're just, I don't know why. Can't hide, I mean, I'm not saying South Carolina is a great football team, but like they're just also not a good football team. I don't know why they made a a night game. Maybe they're just, you know, Missouri's crossing their fingers, hoping they can sneak one by, but that ain't happening, especially after the way we played against Kent State. Um, They're about to get the blunt into the stick. I'd I'd be surprised if Missouri scored a point. Yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. I'm I'm saying somewhere like 42 nothing. Davini, you got a score prediction for us? Um I go I go like I go 45-3. I like that. Yeah, I I mean I that 45, was 45-6. They're also not looking like they'll have Luther Burden, right? Yeah. No, I think that was he tweeted out and he was like, "Don't worry, I'm a tiger for life or whatever." But kids, yeah, still, he's in the point. Sure. The, the kid's a freshman, anyways. Like he's not even their leading receiver. He's a good player, but they, he's they, their best. Yeah, player. and then you remember he's like, "Oh wait, I can't go anywhere now." So I'm just gonna ride with the squad until the end of the year and then go. Honestly, maybe that might be what happens. Yeah, he'll be in Athens next year either way. So <laughs> the guy throwing the ball, uh, Brady Cook. Yeah. Um, hasn't really shown much. Um, his completion no. is 69. Um, or actually, excuse me, 63. I was about okay, to say 69 six. is pretty good. <laughs> That's not bad. That's at home. So he's 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 playing a little better at home. I'll give him that. Can we just go ahead and send them back to the Big 12? Missouri. Yeah. Dude, they came in, they came in they hot. They came in so hot. They came in they crazy. Came in and now they're just they're struggling. I thought I thought Drinkowitz was going to be the guy because they've they've had solid teams the past couple of years, but I don't know. And maybe maybe I'm speaking too soon. Maybe they come out and beat our ass this year when we play them. But they just don't look like a good team no, right now. Not, that's not a team that's going to beat anyone's ass. <laughs> I mean, oh man, that's fair. The, the only the only team you could say that they beat handedly was. Albion Christian, 34 to 17. I mean, they beat Louisiana Tech pretty good too. Yeah. But but yeah, anyways, we can move on to one yep. of either of the ACC teams. Either one of y'all. I mean, I'm gonna get mine knocked out because mine's not much of a preview. I mean, it's kind of really tough to preview what we're gonna get. Um I don't think you got he's... a new head coach. You have no idea what's about to happen. I think, think... Brinke's about to be one though. I think oh. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a hell of a prediction. Uh, schematically, m- nothing probably will change. Um, 
I do think it'll be interesting to see because the word right now is that Jeff had his hand in like every aspect and was like really kind of like a micromanaging kind of coach and just really just more disrupted everything. So I don't think Thacker's a good defensive coordinator, but I am kind of interested to see how the game goes uh, without Jeff. Um, offensively, I kind of think some of the same. He put too much of his input, so I'm kind of interested to see. I mean, it'll be uh, Chip's offense by himself because Brent, you know, will be taking over more duties. So um, I'm also interested to see if we get any better play out of the offensive line. But I think it's just going to be kind of a different-looking team. Um you know, there's a few parents on our board and one of them was talking about how different practice was and the kids were like, you know, this shit's a lot tougher. Um, so maybe we'll play like a tougher team. Maybe we'll stop playing to not lose games and try to win games and uh, have a little bit different mentality. Yeah, do you think do you think the do you think the kids are 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 fired up about Jeff? I mean, they're not gonna be fired up, but like do you think they're gonna come out and play hard? with their head coach being gone? Because you saw South Carolina fired Will Muschamp when a bunch of guys opted out because of that um, in the 2020 season. But I don't really – I don't necessarily see that with Tech. I don't know if – I don't know if Jeff Collins was a super-liked guy necessarily. I think – I think the the consensus is, like, he was liked. Uh, the kids liked him. Um, I think also the kids are kind of realizing, hey, you know, we got him fired, but also he didn't put us in a situation to win, right? He, like, he got himself fired. He got himself fired, right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, he got himself fired. It doesn't help when the kids go out and make a bunch of mistakes and don't – I mean, they're not coached, yeah, but also, like, I mean, if you're not winning ball games, it's going to get your coach fired. So you have a hand in that, no doubt. Um, but also, like, the kids also love Brent. So, you know, I, I – really like, according to the parents that we keep seeing post, so like, these kids aren't going to quit. Like, there's – none of them want to quit. Um, so, I think they're going to go out there and they're going to play hard. They didn't – I thought they quit by the Ole Miss game. But, I mean, this past weekend they played hard. Um, they just aren't coached. They're not put in a position to win. So, I don't know how much Brent can move that needle. Um, but I, I, I think they'll come out there fired up and I think they'll – they'll play with a lot of effort. I don't know if it'll be enough to play or to beat a pit team. That's probably pretty decent and Slovis is back. Um, I take, and, I take Georgia Tech with the spread. 23 points. I'll, I'll take, I'll take that spread all day. I'll, I'll honestly take that spread as well. It plays kind of a smash mouth style of football anyway. They're not really trying to race down the field. So they're going to condense possessions just off the way that they play. Yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can kind of see that. Um, so I'll be interested to see how the defense play. I think the defense played a lot better. I don't think UCF has a good offense, but I think we'll be capable of playing better defense. Um, Charlie Thomas will be out for another bullshit targeting call. Um, I really thought, I really don't know what else he can do. It was a clean hit, there was no contact to the head, it was to the shoulder and his helmet doesn't pop off like that if his head is directly down and he leaves it crown of the helmet. His face mask was halfway up, and that's why it came up. So um, we won't get into that. I think that call is a bunch of horse shit, but um, once you get Charlie back, it'll help. Uh, the first play after he came off the field was the, the play they scored their first touchdown on offense. 
um, the we lost quarterback contained. So it'll be important to get Charlie back. Um, don't have a lot of depth there at linebacker, but we have a depth chart for this week. It's kind of interesting to see. Sick. First one, first one since 2018. Um, Brent was very adamant that the above the line bullshit's gone. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm actually yeah. kind of excited to watch. Now. Yeah, like, it's just kind of a we'll see ball game. You don't really know what's going to happen. No. <laughs> you got a score prediction for us, anyways? I can see like a 35 17 game. I like that. That's fair. Tech winning, obviously, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll boat racing or anything, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're always going to ride with our squad. Yeah. No, I actually, I mean, I, I told you I'm done with that. Really. Like, I'm not giving you all any more free points in the picks. Hey, we're not picking them, though. We're not picking Tech. Right, yeah, yeah. No, but just you can, just you can pick Tech to You can pick Tech to win 100 to nothing in score prediction. And ain't nobody going to check you, so. Yeah. yeah that'd be a little unreasonable, but, you know, 35-17 is not bad. Yeah, I like <laughs> no, that. No, just to clarify, I'm predicting us to lose. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I guess we can yep. move on to cut the only, that, cut that out to the only good game of the week for for our four teams at least. Uh, Clemson versus NC State. This is a home game for y'all, which is good. Um, yep. ESPN gives you gives you an 83.5 percent chance to win the game, which is a little surprising. I agree. I agree. But, but hey, give me tell tell me what you think. I mean, obviously, we're going to be playing in a hurricane. I think um, we're favored by seven. Obviously, this is a game that we lost last year in Raleigh. Um, I hate Dave Doran. I hate his face. I hate his voice. Um, I just hate everything about him, honestly. And I mean, I feel like everybody kind of hates Dave Doran. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, but I think this is this is clearly the biggest game left on the schedule for us. Um, I think it's. You know, offensively, we've we've played really good at times. You know, last week against Furman, we got off to a really hot start against Tech and Louisiana Tech. Not so much. Um, but obviously, the points have piled up. I mean, we scored more points in the first four games of a season than ever before, which who'd have thunk it? Um, but it's just about playing a complete game because if we can – now, NC State has a, has a really good defense. Their defensive yeah. line, especially on the interior, is very stout. Their linebackers are extremely experienced. Um, they almost, I mean, between between Peyton Wilson and um, what's his name, Drake Thomas, they're almost like Skowski and Spectre. They're a little more athletic, um, admittedly, but they just have so much experience. And they're, they're I mean, they, they play hard. They play physical. Like, there's not going to be a whole lot of easy stuff this front seven gives you. Um, and I think what, the way our pass protection has been nearly flawless the entire season, um, aside from Blake Miller kind of getting eat up by Keon White a few times. I mean, I think I think it's definitely going to be the biggest test for them. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a ton of running room. Um, but if we can keep DJ upright and hopefully he can throw through the monsoon, that'll be the good thing about him having an absolute howitzer. Um, but, but again, I think it's just about offensively getting into a rhythm early and not letting off them. Because against Wake, like I said, we dominated the first half. We had 300 yards of offense, only 20 points. You know, you had one drive where you get to the two-yard line, and, I mean, you could have gone for it. Maybe in hindsight you do, 
Um, but you take three and, and you move on. You make it a two-possession game at that point. But just finishing some drives with touchdowns. Um, and and if you can get up early on this team, I think you have a good chance because, you know, Devin Leary hasn't been nearly as good as I would have expected. Obviously, they beat East Carolina by a point. I mean, they slaughtered Charleston Southern. Um, they beat Texas Tech, which frankly is an okay team, but they had their backup quarterback in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just haven't really put it together yet. So I think obviously at receiver, they've got some issues because Thayer Thomas and Devin Carter are both pretty good players. Um, but they lost to Mecca Mezzi from last year, who was just a beast in the boundary. They did a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of curls, attacking short, quick game and zone. Um, and, you know, but again, I think their offensive system is probably a better matchup for our defense than Wake. They're not going to – I obviously, I think they're going to take shots now that they see what's on tape. But I don't think they're really built to run the ball in the middle, you know, or throw the ball deep. I think there's going to be a lot more that plays into our favor just because your front seven is so disjointed against Wake. Uh, you know, your linebackers, your safeties, and your defensive line all have to play different keys, whereas against a more – I guess a more standard scheme, you can have your front seven working as a unit. Um, but again, I, I fully expect them to take shots. Um, it's just about limiting the big plays if we can. Um, if they hit one or two, I mean, it. it is what it is. You'd like to think you could force some turnovers in the rain. Um, but again, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be nasty for both both teams. Um, so I don't really expect a high scoring game. I don't expect a real crisp, clean game. I think it's really going to be about who plays better in the mud. And if you think there's going to be somebody that plays better in the mud uh, than Will Shipley, I'd, I'd like to hear about it. Um, Cause I mean, he doesn't bathe. <laughs> he, he's just, he's just got that, that mudder mentality. Um, so I'm I, like I said, it's, it's the biggest game left on the schedule. Um, we're favored by seven. And I think that shows more respect for NC state than probably the way they've played. But again, I think our defense has definitely got some holes. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get too far in the weeds with with what I think is going to happen, kind of, you know, schematically and with with play calling and such. But I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be down to the wire a lot like it was with Wake, because uh, I think you see a lot of similarities between both teams. Secondaries aren't that good. Defensive line is really strong. Linebackers are really good. For Clemson, it's just a matter of having everything kind of click defensively. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think the other good thing about this that lines up well for us is that if it is one of those nasty games, we have two really good tight ends. And we showed a lot more uh, formational flexibility with the tight ends. Um, we've shown a lot more motion, pre-snap stuff. We've done – what we did against Wake offensively, like I mentioned, I felt like we really opened it up. Um, and if we can keep doing that kind of stuff um, – I think we're going to have some success because their defensive secondary is, has shown um, that they're a lot like us. I mean, you know, you've got good players, but they're not they're not ready. Um, so we'll see. As far as score prediction goes, I think, it, like I said, I think it's going to be fairly low scoring. I'd like to think BT Potter could be the difference in this one, uh, kicking the ball. I'm thinking, obviously, I'm riding with my squad. It's a night game in the Valley. It's going to be crunk. You know, there's there's going to be a hurricane coming down with us. I mean, I've, you're still going to pack the stadium out. Um, I'm thinking something like, um, I don't know, like 27-21, 27-24. I think it's going to be close. I think both teams will probably hit a big play in the past game, but it's just it's going to be a grinder for sure. Yeah, that's fair. It's going to be like last year. 
I hope it's not as ugly as last year. I hope it's ugly for different reasons because of the the weather and just like conditions in general. As much as it like last year, we just played awful. We had every chance in the world to beat NC State, and we we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. And then eventually, DJ just, you know, well, you you know what happened. So it is what it is. But the fact that we went to overtime with those guys tells me more about them than it did us because right. We were atrocious at that point. Yeah. Should should be a good game. I think it will be. I think I think being at home, being a night game, I think I think that and BT Potter could be the difference here. But we'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we've been incredibly long winded this podcast so far. So let's just jump right into the picks. Well, okay. So we'll uh We'll go through quickly what happened last week. Um, Connor was nearly perfect. We all lost the Texas Tech game. Uh, only Sid picked Texas A&M. So those are the only two games he lost, picking Texas and Arkansas, respectively. Uh, Sid currently leads by five. He's, he's, he's starting to put some pressure on us. Me and Connor, neck and neck, second and third. Uh, Jacob is in fourth. And Davini's bringing up the rear 15 points behind Sid. So, with that said, we're off. We've got Kentucky and Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm taking Kentucky here. Yeah, I also uh, am taking Kentucky. Connor yeah, has is, Kentucky as well. For this, this one's a tough one for me. I, I think I want Kentucky to win because I don't want them being pissed off coming into our game. Um, so, I'm just going to pick Kentucky because of that. I don't think necessarily either of these teams are that – fantastic of teams but i'm going kentucky divinny what you got um yeah i'm gonna go kentucky here as well um clean sweep for the wildcats i really want to pick Ole miss um just because it's it's at Ole miss and it's a noon game um you know and Ole miss does have a crazy offense and they're but last week's game against Tulsa scares me a little bit. Um, so that's why I'm going with Kentucky. Next game up, we got Texas Tech coming off a big win against Texas. Uh, they're going on the road to face Kansas State, who's an eight-point favorite coming off a big win against Oklahoma. Me and Connor have K-State here. Um, obviously, they're favored for a reason. Texas Tech should be getting their starting quarterback uh, back for this game, uh, Tyler Show. So, could make a difference. Uh, we'll see. I like Texas Tech offense. I mean, Zach Kidley, an offense coordinator, uh, he's – I like what he does, but I just – I don't know if they got enough to stop Deuce Vaughn. I was just about to say, I'm going to say I like Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think these teams are pretty are, – are fairly evenly matched. I think Texas Tech is a, is a fairly good team. I mean, they beat Texas last week. But, again, do we really know if Texas is that good? Um, but Deuce Vaughn is an X factor, so I'm going K-State. In case they as well. Side note, like we're talking about, like even Connor was laughing at how small dude's bottom was, and we looked up, they're the same height. <laughs> so it's kind of like, damn, all these other boys are so damn big. <laughs> <laughs> it makes them look tiny. You'll have that. Um, next game up, we got Oklahoma, five point favorite on the road. Against TCU, Jacob, I'm going to let you lead off this. Are you riding with your with this, your alternate this, here? Look, this is tough. TCU, they won me the game last week. Um, they looked pretty good against SMU. If you watch the game, 
but I don't think Oklahoma loses two in a row. So I, I got to go Oklahoma here. Interesting. Interesting. Me and Connor also have Oklahoma. Connor, obviously, you're right with the squad here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Oklahoma. Brent will have the boys ready. He's not going to let them lose two in a row. So do it, Davini. Yeah, I mean, three clean sweeps in a row. Wow. Okay. Next up, I don't even know if I need to say anything about this. Bama's a 16-point favorite against Arkansas on the road. They're only in here because this is a ranked matchup. This feels a lot like when Arkansas was a top-10 team going into Athens last year and got absolutely cracked. So, yeah, I mean, anybody not taking Bama here? Or can we just – cool, four yeah. clean sweeps I, in a row. I think, I think we're all taking Bama. I, I still think – I still am not sold that Arkansas is not a good team. I think they beat themselves – Last week against Texas A&M, but Alabama's too good. So, Bama's a 16-point favorite. Anybody think Bama doesn't cover? That's tough because I think that's a really good line. I think Bama Vegas, covers that. Vegas, is, Vegas, they really do this shit. I think, Bama, I think Bama probably covers that. I think that's a really good line, though. Yeah, I agree. If you get beat by A&M, Bama's going to come in there and, and lay pipe. Moving on, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Baylor's the home team here, two-point favorite. Baylor's look pretty solid this year. Dave Aranda's got a pretty good team. Um, me and Connor have Baylor again. So, I mean, when Connor picks a Big 12 game, you, you kind of got to listen to him. Like I said, we have him on here for a reason as our Big 12 sponsor. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Baylor. You know what, dude? I'm going Oklahoma State right here. Got yes, let's one, go. Let's make it interesting. One, you have to break up the picks a little bit. We can't all pick the same teams. But two, you know, I think these, again, are two pretty evenly matched teams. I like Spencer Sanders at, at quarterback, um, and I hope that he can he can make something happen there. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to OK State because I need to catch up on points. So, <laughs> Hey, it'd you know, be like that. You got to take your chances. <laughs> this next one is interesting to me. Um, Wake on the road in Tallahassee playing Florida State. The Knowles are a six-point favorite. After the way Wake played against us, there's only one of two outcomes here. They either dust Florida State or they get beat. I'm, I'm, I'm going with they dust Florida State. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of calling the whole fraud thing on FSU. So, I'm, I'm going to go with Wake. I – I agree. I picked Louisville in, in Florida State versus Louisville game, and they almost beat them. And Louisville is obviously not a great team so far. Um, and I watched the Wake versus Clemson game last week, obviously, and Wake is a very good team. Um, not necessarily defensively, but offensively, they, they're going to put up points. So I'm taking Wake. Yep. And the other thing is, is that what Wake does defensively is they, they run their safeties down to the box a ton to help in run support. And obviously, Jordan Travis has gotten a lot better passing ball, but I really feel like they're going to be able to stop a lot of that zone read kind of stuff that Florida State's offense is like centered around. But we'll see. I think it. I think it'll be a pretty good game. Davini, I, I assume you got weight here too. Yeah. All right, another clean sweep. Here we go. Now we get a little bit of a little bit of SEC action. We got Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State's a three-point favorite at home. I'm riding with the Bulldogs here. I'm on the Mike Lee's train, the Will Rogers train, that we're going to throw it 50 times, and Texas A&M isn't that good train. Hey, Texas A&M just keeps hooking me up, dog, so give me Texas A&M. I think I'm going to I've, I've already said I'm never going to pick those weird jokers ever again. I think I'm going to follow Sam's lead here and go Mississippi State. I don't. I, I think they – you know, Arkansas is a running team. 
And obviously, Texas A&M won that game. I don't know if they can hold up against the Will Rogers throwing the ball 60 times. I mean, the dude already has 1,400 passing yards and 16 touchdowns this season. So, I'm going to go to Mississippi State. Oh, man. Um, Get your coin flip. I really want to pick Mississippi State. Um but I think I think Texas A&M squeaks by again. I do. Well, you you heard it from the man himself. Connor also has the cult in this game. So from that, we shift to uh to a little bit of a doogie bowl here. Uh, we got Indiana, Nebraska, Nebraska somehow three and a half point favorite. Do you think I'm picking Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, you're smoking. So I'm I'm taking the Hoosiers <laughs> here. They're really really bad. But Nebraska is also really, really bad. Yeah, um, Nebraska is no good. So uh, I don't know shit about Indiana, but I do know they're going to win Saturday. So you know what? I'm hey. taking I'm taking Nebraska here. They had a bye week. They obviously they they fired Scott Frost. They got an I don't even know who their interim is. Um, but they had a bye week to, to to figure things out a little bit. I don't think they're a an untalented team. Um. But, again, this is a dookie bowl, so it could go either way. But I'm taking Nebraska. Yeah, I'm going Indiana here. Can we, get a, uh, can we get a point total for Texas A&M and Mississippi State? Like an over-under? Well, no, there's, just, there's just no, there's no there's, point thing. Oh, it's worth two. Sheet. It's worth, worth two. two? Yeah. All right. So. Let's roll on. Into the final game, Clemson and NC State. Clemson, I would see a seven-point favorite. You've already heard me, 27-21. That's it. I mean. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to take Clemson um, easily covering the spread. Really? Okay. I agree. Clemson looked like a very good football team last week against Wake Forest. Um, I think they continue. Not, not on defense, but I think they continued that momentum. I think I think defensively they just got kind of got exposed. I think Wake is obviously a really good offensive offensive team. Um, but I'm taking Clemson here, which is hard for me, but yeah, I'm going Clemson as well. I don't think uh you said about the matchup earlier. I don't think NC State is as good as they were last year. They haven't really played anyone yet, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's a clean sweep for Clemson, uh, as Connor also has them. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what we got. If you're if you're betting money, um, don't you're do listening it. to us. Look, look the other way. <laughs> if you're betting money and listening to us, don't. There's some uh, solid. You there's some solid games. You can listen to me, bro. I might I might change my Ole Miss pick just. So there's like not dude. I kind of, I kind, I kind of like Ole Miss in that game. Go ahead and do All it, right, Jay. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's ride with Ole I, Miss. I let's dude, I this. I I got it. I I just feel like I need to pick Kentucky because if they if they lose to Ole Miss, then we're getting beat by forty. Okay, then I'll just I'll just be the lone ranger. I mean, it can't get worse. I'm already down fifteen. That's true. I'll take you. Got to call your shots at some point. I mean, I have to. I gotta switch. I gotta switch it up. So, um, so some quick finals that went that that mean nothing. But the uh, Braves just won. Mets just lost. It's tied. By this time next week, we'll pretty much know who wins the East. So, uh, I, I 
as a last pick. Are y'all going with the Braves win the East or the Mets? Braves. I'm riding with my squad. Yeah, Fuck you got to ride with the home squad. So it's it's interesting. We got uh, let's see, seven games left. So yeah, and what we have a three game or a four game set with the Mets. Three yeah. game with the Mets that, that that could get rained out this weekend because of the hurricane. So play the Marlins, right? You play the Marlins next week, yeah. Monday, yeah, Tuesday, Braves, Braves are going to win out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me a seven-game win streak from here on out, which would be, you know, I don't know how We'll probably go undefeated through the playoffs again. Yeah, so. Who cares? I'm, ca- I'm calling it now. Braves are uh, win their fifth one in a row. So, uh, and to end this, can uh, now that Scooter is gone, can we say something nice about Scooter? I uh, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure. (laughs) My my favorite thing about Scooter was those sick jean jackets, hoodie pullover things. (laughs) Absolutely fire! Those are so. I mean, you should have got one, bro. What were you doing? I uh, I, has uh, one. What do you mean? I'll say something actually nice. I think he tried his best to work the Atlanta angle. It just didn't yeah, he branded it. It just didn't necessarily work. I think his yeah. branding was fine. A little goofy, a little gimmicky on certain aspects. I think his branding was fine. I think his coaching is shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were yeah, supposed to say something nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Something nice. Something nice. Uh, I thought it was cool how he had a uh... – <laughs> actually, this is not nice. He tried to give himself a nickname of GC5. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's a uh, a model for a, a scooter. So he indirectly gave himself the nickname Scooter. So um, not nice, but good riddance. Comedic. I w- I will say I'll say one nice thing. He enjoys Waffle House, and I do too. Yeah, Waffle House true. slaps. That's all yeah. I'll say. Good riddance. What's that? What's what's the ESPN show that has the good riddance segment? Around the uh, horn. Pardon the interruption. Or yeah, pardon the interruption. Yeah, whatever. Good yeah, riddance. These shows suck. Yeah, good riddance. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Geoff. Anyways, bye, that's bye. what we that's what we got. We've been a little long winded here. We had a lot to talk about from week four. Um, but yeah, hey, if you're still out there listening to this two hour podcast, then we appreciate it. Thank <laughs> thank you all. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, <laughs> with hopefully hopefully some good news so peace